Oh my god, Devin. Aren't you so excited for an episode about beautiful ghosts? Ugh. Hello! Welcome to Tay2Z, where we chat about every Taylor Swift song in alphabetical order. I'm Devin. And I'm Gab, and we will be your hosts on this journey. In our last episode, we talked about beautiful eyes and how we both love our eyes. Oh, we have beautiful eyes. Beautiful. Today, we are discussing the song Beautiful Ghosts from the movie Cats. To say I was excited that we finally, finally got to watch Cats as research for this episode is an understatement. (laughs) As a reminder to all of you who don't know us, Devin and I both work in theater, so we both had seen stage versions of Cats before, and I've been begging Devin to watch the movie with me since it came out. Yeah. Beautiful Ghosts (laughs) is the 16th track on the motion picture soundtrack of Cats. The Cats soundtrack was released on November 15th, 2019, and this song is written by Taylor and Andrew Lloyd Webber who, if you don't know, is a very famous and established musical theater composer. In addition to Cats, he has also written such famous shows as Phantom of the Opera, Evita, Jesus Christ Superstar, and Sunset Boulevard, among many others. Andrew Weber has also won seven Tony Awards, eight Olivier Awards, and is an EGOT, which is an exclusive group of 16 people who have all won an Emmy, Grammy, Oscar, and Tony. Unfortunately, Taylor is not an EGOT. Could you imagine if she was? Maybe one day. Maybe one she's day. Going. Maybe when I produce the Taylor Swift Broadway musical. Ooh, the Taylor Swift Broadway musical. Manifest. I ship it. I, I ship that. Her songs are such good stories. Like theatrical. Everything about her is theatrical. Yeah. She could make a she freaking amazing it. musical. Taylor, call me. Taylor, we're ready. We're ready whenever you are. <laughs> Thankfully, the song has never been performed live. Devin! <laughs> I can't. Beautiful Ghosts is sung twice in the film. Once by ballet star Francesca Hayward, who plays Victoria the White Cat, and again in a brief reprise by Dame Judy Dench, who portrays Old Deuteronomy. Swift's studio version of the song plays over the end credits. Yeah. So, Devin, what do you think about this song? What do I think about this song? Boy, you should have gone first, huh? No, you're going first. Because you have such great things to say about it. I do. So, I have to judge this song as a musical theater song Mm. because it is in a musical. Yeah, true. And it is a Taylor Swift song, but it has to be up to the standards I set for musical theater. And coming from my theater background, I feel like I have a very strong opinion about what I like in musical theater. And this is her first foray into the genre. Her music is theatrical. So I was like, okay, she can probably write a great musical theater song. And then she has this amazing lyric writing ability we have talked about in previous episodes. So many of her songs have such amazing lyric. So I had really high expectations for a musical theater song written by Taylor Swift. Mm, mm -hmm, You mm -hmm. know, it's a major disappointment for me, this song. 
It was co-written by Andrew Lloyd Webber, so he obviously had lots of input into it. And it had to also fit into the world of Cats, which was a whole bunch of music already written. So it had to have that weird, (laughs) mystical vibe of Mm. what Cats is. Like, Cats doesn't have any semblance of realism or anything. It's just a weird show about cats. (laughs) And so in that world, this song fits, Mm. you know? So out of context, the song is rough. And in context, it, you know, does what it needs to do for the moments in the movie. And it does also not make any sense, like all of the other Cats things. (laughs) What about you? What an assessment. So I really like this song. (laughs) (laughs) I know I'm maybe not in the majority with other Swifties from at least what I've seen online, but I find the song beautiful and I like how it's kind of longing and ethereal and I really enjoy it. I agree. I thought it worked really well in the movie, mm-hmm. which you did say you I did. agreed with. Yeah. And I thought it actually made the song make way more sense seeing it in context. Sure. But yeah. I liked it when I listened to it before we saw the movie, and I liked it in context of the movie. So you, you like her version of it, the pop version that she, her single? Taylor's version, yes. Yeah. Yeah, but I think seeing it illuminated within the plot made me get it a little more. Mm-hmm. So it made me like it a little more. Yeah, definitely. When when you're listening to just Taylor singing it, first of all, she has a very strange British accent that she puts on for it. Mm. And since it's the pop version and it's her, Taylor, singing it, I don't necessarily think she needed a British accent. Yeah, it's an interesting choice, you know? Yeah. I, they all had him in... The movie. But yeah, so in the movie, it makes sense for them to have British accents and for Victoria to sing it with one, but Taylor didn't need it. So that was a weird off-putting thing for me anyway. Mm. So we both agreed that we liked how the song was used in the movie. So for those of you who haven't seen the movie yet, Mm -hmm. we're going to describe kind of that scene and how we interpreted it Mm -hmm. and whatnot. So Francesca Hayward is the ballerina who played Victoria the White Cat and sang the song in the film. She um, is kind of the protagonist of the film. She's, yeah, the main character. Yeah, it starts with her kind of getting thrown out um, by her owner or something, and um, then trying to find somewhere to belong. Yeah. And this herd of cats is where she eventually finds belonging. Spoiler alert. Jellicle cats. (laughs) Yes. I thought she did a fantastic job. (laughs) Normally in the musical... There is not one main character, and Victoria is actually a silent ballet role. Mm -hmm. So I thought it was cool seeing her as more of a character and more of a plot to the film, and I thought she did a fantastic job singing the song. Beautiful Ghost comes into the movie directly after Grizabella first sings Memory. This will make a lot more sense if you've seen the movie or know anything about cats. And Grizabella is played by Jennifer Hudson. Yes. And she sings the crap out of the song. Yeah. And Memory is a super famous song, which most of you have probably heard or heard of. Yeah. So Memory is this really sad song all about Grizabella, what she used to have, the downfall from the life she had. You know, the some of the lyrics are memory all alone in the moonlight. I can smile at the old days. I was beautiful then. So she's talking about this glamorous life she led that is now gone. Yeah. 
That's Grizabella. So Victoria's singing Beautiful Ghost comes directly after this song. So it's her reflecting on what she's just heard in memory and then countering it with her own point of view, which Mm -hmm. I found interesting and different because we never see that in a stage show because this song didn't exist. Right. So Victoria's like perspective, some of these, some of the lyrics commenting directly on Grizabella's song. So I watch from the dark, wait for my life to start with no beauty in my memory, which is a direct callback to the song memory. She doesn't have that beauty in her memory that Grizabella sings about. Mm -hmm. The line, at least you have something, something to cling to, visions of dazzling rooms I'll never get let into. So Victoria is saying, you know, at least you had this experience, I may never have it in my life. Sure. It's kind of along that same line of, you know, the saying, it's better to have loved and lost than never loved at all. Mm-hmm. So Grizabella had that experience, lost it. Sure. But Victoria feels she might never experience it. And then the lyric, and the memories were lost long ago, but at least you have beautiful ghosts. So the idea that everything Grizabella is singing about are beautiful ghosts from her past. And even though Grizabelle is mourning those memories, you know, Victoria is honestly kind of jealous of them or, you know, at least you had some experience. I'm not out in my life yet. I haven't experienced any of that yet. So that made me really like it a lot more, how it fit in and how she sang it. She's like got this very beautiful angelic type voice and it brought everything kind of together for me and I enjoyed it. Sure. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, you know, Victoria's this this young cat who's wondering if she'll ever have glory days, and she wants to belong, and at least Grizabella belonged at some point. Yeah, she's, she's desperate to, you know, have beautiful ghosts when she's older. Sure. Yeah, she was thrown out, and at the beginning of the movie gets just thrown into, like, some garbage, and all these other cats are like, hey... We're jellical cats, and we're going to dance for you and tell you all about, like, why we're jellical cats. Mm-hmm. And it's a found family somewhat for Victoria in this movie. And it's interesting because Victoria does make sense to be the one cat that would be taken from the musical and given the point of view of the movie. Because, like you said, she didn't have any speaking role mm. in the in the show, and she just had the ballet solo, which is amazing. And so it was really a great idea to have her be the eyes that the audience sees the whole movie through. Mm-hmm. And in this moment of her singing this to Grizabella, they had just done this big number, the Jellicle Ball, and it's this whole you know, right of these cats that they do to try and get sent up into the whatever it is. Heavy heaven, side layer. The heavy side layer, <laughs> which is basically cat, cat heaven. heaven. And they all want to go. But so it's like some kind of cult. Yeah. And they're all like, we're all going to dance our faces off to try and win the approval of old Deuteronomy. And she's going to be like, y'all get to go up to the heavy side layer. Yeah. And guys, if this plot sounds weird, it's because it is. Right. It, it, <laughs> yeah. It's a, all it is is cats yeah. doing ridiculous things the whole time. So she's singing this song to Grizabella when she sings the first version of Memory. And it's very nice. She sings it well. 
And it, it's just interesting to me because like the the direction is a little strange for me because she's singing it to Grisabella and and like there isn't very much interaction between the two. Like there's no physical interaction. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like this would be something that would be nice to have her like touch her. Yeah. Like because Grisabella's all like touch me, you know. <laughs> yeah. And, and so that's all she wants, right? Yeah. And so Victoria could be like. All that I wanted was to be wanted. And then have like her take Grisabella's hand and, and they, like touch her cheek or something. I yeah, don't know. yeah, they come together maybe. And, mm. and then weirdly, the second part of the song, she turns away from Grisabella <laughs> and sings off into the distance <laughs> to no one. It was a choice. Was and I'm like sitting choice. there, I'm like, wait, but she's supposed to be singing this song to Grisabella. And mm. Right? Yeah, you're right. I guess maybe that part was like more introspective, her thinking about what she longs for. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. I do agree that I would have liked it more if the two had been able to connect. Yeah. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, Grisabella obviously was a Jellicle cat at one point. She was with all of the other Jellicles. Mm. They all know her. Mm -hmm. They all are like... (laughs) Yeah, they kind of cast her out. They cast her out. And Victoria at this point is also kind of an outcast. Sure. She's a newcomer. Yeah. Yeah. So it's very interesting to me that this number wasn't a little bit more intimate. Mm. Mm -hmm. Both of the singers are singing about loss. And they're singing about like, this is what I lost. This is what I might never have. Yeah. Yeah. Losing in the future. Can we come together on this? No, we're going to spread you all out. <laughs> we're going to turn you away from each other. And then old Deuteronomy is going to like look on really weirdly from the window. Yeah. So that was weird. So in the movie, like it makes sense where it's put in the movie again, plot wise, but there is no plot to cats. So it still makes sense. Yeah. Nonsensically. <laughs> well, and I also think in some ways, and I hate to say this, but I feel like it's some in some ways it waters down Grisabella's storyline in the film. Sure. Because she, though she's not like the protagonist, she's the closest thing to a main character you get in the show, just by the way you like feel for her. Yeah. And it kind of takes us away from that a little. Right. It's kind of like a variety show, the original Broadway production. It's kind of just like number after number, after number, and they mm-hmm. all kind of have nothing to do with each other. <laughs> other than... They're all cats. They're all cats introducing themselves. Yeah. Like, yeah. Mongo Jerry and Rumble <laughs> Teaser. Like, that's a song. <laughs> yeah. And then, McCavity, McCavity. Like, each song is just a cat. Yeah, exactly. Because they're all based on poems about cats. Right. Poems T.S. by T.S. Eliot. Yeah. yeah. You all gotta watch Cats. Some version. You gotta. The original production of cats Mm. the pbs special Mm. of it is on youtube i suggest watching that devin recommends but doesn't have beautiful ghosts in it it doesn't have beautiful ghosts (laughs) so you can watch that movie and then play beautiful ghosts at the end yeah there you go it's the best of both worlds yeah i think we already know this but what are your thoughts on the movie overall so it's a movie about the broadway show cats (laughs) I don't know if I have to say anything else. (laughs) You know? I don't know why they thought they needed to make it. I don't know why it is what it is. There are so many weird things about it. 
And what's crazy to me is they had all of these incredible dancers, right? Mm-hmm. Well, what's his name uh, who played? Robbie um, Fairchild. Yeah, Robbie Fairchild, yeah. who's like an incredible dan- Broadway dancer. Mm-hmm. They had all these amazing dancers. And the dance, my fingers are doing air quotes, mm-hmm. dance numbers were taken out. Yeah. I mean, the the big ensemble numbers that everybody went to go and see Cats for to begin with. Yeah, it's the whole point of Cats. The, the Jellicle Ball in the, the is, it's the end of Act One. Yeah. Is just incredible. And the choreography in the original production is so good. And what they did with the Jellicle Ball in this movie, it was just like, not good. Yeah, I don't understand that choice. I mean, there were a couple of group dance moments, but not enough. Especially no. with Francesca Hayward. Why cast a ballerina if you're not yeah. going to give her the major ballerina solo? Like, her solo is like a short little thing, but in the Broadway show, it's this bigger, beautiful ballet solo. Yeah, like, give her the beautiful ghost song, but then also let her dance. Yeah. Let them all dance. Yeah. I mean, it, it's really... It makes no sense. Yeah, I mean, the choreography is what makes Cats Cats and why it did so well. Like, sure. Yes, it's the fact that they're cats and people like cats and the hair and makeup and all that, but it's really the dancing that made it such a different, exciting show. Yeah. Yeah. And also, Jason Derulo is great. He's yeah. so good. He's your favorite? Yeah, Rum Tum Tugger. He's, he's great. He was just Jason Derulo as, as a cat. As a cat. <laughs> and... In fact, all of the celebrities were just themselves, but had this weird cat CGI. Yeah. Yeah, what about you? Yeah, so, I mean, I think we're all getting from this that I actually really enjoyed the film. (laughs) (laughs) Which, I might be the only person in existence who enjoyed the film version of Cats. But... Hey, if anybody if anybody listening to this loved cats, please let us know. Yeah, please tell me because I feel like I'm the only one. Yeah. Um, to give some background, though, I think I need to share that I was in a production of Cats when I was 13 years old. Yes, Cats at 13. So I have a fondness for the musical <laughs> because of that, and a you know an understanding of the musical a little more because I've you know I was in it, so I really learned the ins yeah, and outs. Yeah, you, you know? know cats. Yeah, so I liked the show a lot. And I was 13, making my friends and, like, family come see me in Cats with, like, all preteens. And now, who who were you in Cats? Um, So I was a made-up cat named Willow, because it was one of those children theater productions where everyone gets a part. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I was on stage a lot, though, in a lot of dance numbers. What, was, what yeah. was your what was your big number? My big number was the Jenny Any Dots number. There's a, there's a trio who sings mm-hmm. the when the days hustle and bustle, and that wasn't the case here. And Jenny Any Dots in the movie, pretty creepy, really creepy, really just quite creepy. Yes, not not cool. like that in the show. No, no, but yeah. So you know, because of those factors. I think I have to say I like cats. Yeah, you do. I I saw the revival when it was on Broadway in 2017, 2016. Yeah. I think you can can safely say you like cats. It's so embarrassing, but I do. (laughs) I liked the movie. I mean, a lot of aspects of the movie were definitely weird. The CGI use of fur was bizarre. And I don't think it was necessary. I feel like the costumes give a better effect. The CGI was just creepy. And like the way that some of them wore clothes and some of them didn't. And yeah. then when they took off the clothes, you're like, is Idris Elba 
naked cat? Like, it was just a weird... Like, is he a hairless cat? Strange, like, he confusing looked, thing. He looked like he didn't have any fur. Yeah, I didn't I didn't like that CGI fur. And then the tails, like, had a mind of their own. Yeah. And, like, were always, like, up, right? But cat's tails aren't always like that. And so I didn't think they were very natural, especially when they were dancing. Well, they're not natural. They were CGI. They're, they're CGI cats. Yeah. And then, like, I didn't really like all the dialogue they added in. I thought it was unnecessary. Like, Cats usually doesn't have dialogue or yeah. a plot. <laughs> right. Really? And, like, <laughs> do cats talk? I don't think so. No. And, like, the show is about the dancing and the performances. And I don't think they needed to add all that other stuff in. I get yeah. why they did it, because it was a movie. And they needed plot. And they needed also, plot. Also, what the heck was that weird ship thing with the cavity... Like yeah, it was so unnecessary. Voodooing them off to this ship. Yeah, that's not in the show, guys. With like a weird Igor guy on the ship being like, oh, I'm an Igor cat. Yeah. And I'm going to keep you on this ship. <laughs> and they stole Deuteronomy away, which doesn't happen in the show. No. I didn't think it was necessary. I didn't think it was needed. We didn't need more of a plot. Like people who were watching this generally was because they liked cats. Yeah. I think. Or being made to watch it by people who like cats. I did not make you watch it. It was the research. That You're right. Made it was you the watch research. It. it was the research. But yeah, I mean, like, I found it fun to watch and just see a different take on a show and to like sing along. And then there'd be different scenes where I'd be like, well, when I was in the show, this is what we did. So when, I enjoyed it. When I professionally did the show. No, guys, it was children's theater. It was yeah. not professional. <laughs> yeah. So what about Taylor in this movie? Okay. So Taylor enters the movie towards the end, which was kind of a bummer. Big bummer. Yeah. And she's only in it for a little, but she's lowered into this old theater that they're in um, on this like lit up half moon and she's wearing these heels. And then she's sprinkling catnip on all the other cats as I guess kind of like an assistant to McCavity or an accomplice. Mm. So that's how she enters. I thought she was fantastic. I thought she sounded amazing singing. She sings the song McCavity. Yeah. Great and song. I liked her, like, her little British accent for the role. I thought it was cute. I liked seeing her kind of, she was like a sultry villain cat, which I had no idea that that's what Bomb Ballerina was. And I also know, like, she had so much fun filming this, and she oh, went to rehearsal even on days she wasn't called. So I'm, like, really happy for her that she got this experience, because we all know how much she loves cats. I just wish she was in it more, honestly. And then, like, also, though, watching it, I just kept thinking, like, how lucky are all the other cast members <laughs> that they got to hang out with Taylor? Right. Like, that's so cool. I mean, obviously, there were a bunch of celebrities in the cast, but then so many of the dancers are, like, dancers who don't have a huge name yet. Yeah. And that's so cool that they got to, like, hang out and perform with Taylor Swift. Right. And I'm very jealous of that. V jealous. Yeah. What did you think of Taylor's role in the movie? I thought I thought she was great. The number is a great showcase number for her. I mean, she's basically a cat anyway, mm-hmm. so it, it's pretty easy for her, I feel, to really, you know, channel Oh, definitely. A cat. She knows it. She's got cats. There's no disputing. She is absolutely a cat person. Oh, yeah, for sure. Her spirit animal is a cat, mm-hmm. obviously. I, what kind of cat? Tortoise shell, maybe? I don't know. I don't know very many kinds of cats. I don't either. I just um, know tabby calico. Long-haired, short-haired. Fluffy, fluffy, gray, um, Siamese, hairless. That's a lot of types of cats. That's some... Anyway, she was great. Great song for her. Again, yeah, the weird, like, kitty heels that she was wearing. (laughs) 
I don't know if they were actually kitty heels, but I just want to say that for the pun. <laughs> kitten heels is what they're called, not Kit- kitty heels. Kitten heels? Yeah, like, but they weren't kitten heels. No, they weren't. But that, that was that was so weird. Like, some of the cats wore shoes, and some didn't. Yeah, it was weird that that wasn't a consistent choice. Yeah, it, 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 everything was very inconsistent. <laughs> and also, um, fun fact about cats... I worked the cat's opening night party at Mm. Lincoln Center, Mm. and I saw Taylor for, like, a second. And she's wearing that gorgeous dress. Yeah, and she was so tall. Like, she was very tall over everybody else. That was the only way I was able to see her, because, of course, everybody was just gaggled around her. Mm -hmm. This was the same night that um, Jennifer Nettles took the pig in the blanket from me. It was a big night. Big night. And it was, it was interesting. It was a cool thing to be at. Um, they all went in to go and watch the screening of it. And it, it was really cool. There were so many celebrities there and yeah. it was really neat to get brief glimpse of Taylor. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. So freaking cool. Yeah. yeah. And the cast was pretty stacked. Cast was stacked. Yeah. Not everybody was there mm. that was in the movie. I don't think James Corden was there. Jay Hud wasn't there. Mm. But well, this was the New York premiere, yeah. too. Yeah. Now we get to the segment of... Gossip. So Beautiful Ghost was the only new song that was written for the movie, and it was composed with, as we said, Victoria the White Cat in mind. Andrew Lloyd Webber decided that since Victoria was going to be such a central character in the film, she needed her own song. So that was kind of the decision behind him saying, oh, we need to add a song into this film. Also, when they remake musicals or animated films into a new film, they always, always, always try and write a new song for the film so that they have a chance to be nominated for award shows. Right. So that's like a tip for people whenever they're adding a new song to something where you're like, that doesn't need a new song. It's for that reason. And I believe Taylor was nominated for Golden Globe for this song. Once they were deciding to create this film, Andrew Lloyd Webber, you know, wanted Taylor Swift to be part of it. And she actually asked him if she could write the lyrics to the new song. And so they got together at Andrew Lloyd Webber's uh, London residence and at their family estate in Sidmonton, Hampshire. So they got together at both places, which is like, I'm sure Andrew Lloyd Webber's home is really cool. Sir Andrew Lloyd Webber. Yeah, he's a sir. We haven't been giving him the proper proper title. Yes, which is so cool for all our UK listeners. Yeah. Yeah, and and Andrew Lloyd Webber just said, once we got started working on it, it got written really quickly. So they worked well together, which is cool. Yeah. Funny story about the whole Sir thing. I actually worked the Phantom of the Opera 30th anniversary party, mm-hmm. which is really cool. It's been open that long. Longer now, 33 years. Another Andrew Lloyd Webber musical. Yes, as we mentioned earlier. Yes. And, you know, us being in the States, we're not so used to the Dame and Sirs. Ooh. So it was my job to, when he came in, to escort him upstairs right to his table. <laughs> and I went up to him and I... I said, uh, Mr. Sir Lloyd Webber, because <laughs> I just didn't know what to call him and how, I w- how the right way to say it is. And it was very embarrassing, but he didn't hear me, so it was okay. Oh, that's great. Yeah, and it was fine. He seemed, he seemed lovely. We did not chat, obviously. It was his night. Yeah, it was his <laughs> night. Yeah, so nothing too gossipy, guys, because it's beautiful ghosts. They it's, tell us what it's about. 
Yeah, and it hasn't been out too, too long, so there can't be way too much gossip about it, you know? Yeah, and it's also this weird thing where it's like, Cats came out, it didn't do very well, and then coronavirus happened, and then no one cared anymore. Yeah. So, (laughs) yeah. But honestly, I had so much fun watching it, so I recommend it to all of you. If you think it's really weird, it is. So just keep going. Yeah, and now it's on, where did we watch it? On Netflix? HBO Max? No, we watch on HBO Max. HBO yeah. Max? But it's on Netflix, I think, in the UK. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so you don't have to pay for it anymore. Yeah. Which is great. I told Gab that we could watch it, but we were not going to pay for it. Yeah. So, so. we had to wait for it to come onto one of our streaming sites. And let me tell y'all, that was a long It took long a long wait. time. Yeah. <laughs> yep. What's your favorite line in Beautiful Ghosts? So it was so hard for me to pick. Out of all of I'm the lines. I'm rolling my eyes, everybody. <laughs> rolling them so far back. So one of the lines that does resonate with me is, should I take chances when no one took chances on me? <laughs> right? Yeah, okay. Yeah, I, like I mean, it. I mean, it's a little selfish. Obviously, Victoria feels like she's been thrown away, mm-hmm. which... She was. In, she literally was thrown away. At the beginning of the movie, she's in a bag and her owner throws her yeah, into the garbage. So sad. A little kitty. Yeah. And so why should she take chances on anybody else if no one took a chance on her? And if you're thinking about the ABBA song, take a chance, take a chance, take a chance, 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 take a chance on me. No one's thinking that but you. Yeah. <laughs> it's a better song. <laughs> I love that song. What about you, Kat? We're big Mamma Mia fans over here as well. Big ABBA fans. Big musical theater fans. Welcome to our home. My favorite line in this song is the part when it goes, and I know that this life isn't safe, but it's wild and it's free. And it Mm. builds and crescendos and it's kind of the climax of the song. And I just feel like it's so exciting. (laughs) It's so full of possibilities. And it's just like this lovely, youthful mentality for Victoria. You know, she's wild and free, and she's going to live her life. And I just feel like that's a nice triumphant moment. Yeah. And, you know, with the whole song, again, it, like, makes sense in the context of the musical. Yeah. It, it, it It's okay. It's fine. <laughs> it's an okay song. So, Gav, on a scale of one to ten jellicle cats... <laughs> How many, what's your rating? <laughs> um, I would give this song six Jellicle Cats. I do really like it. I very much enjoy it. You know, compared to a lot of Taylor's other songs and other storytelling songs, it's not my favorite. I don't think I'm going to listen to it over and over again, but I will listen to it sometimes and I will enjoy it. It's just not my favorite. So it gets a six. Cool. How many Jellicle Cats would you rate this song? I have to rate this two Jellicle Cats. Whoa, your worst rating yet. Wow. Yeah. Yep. This is our biggest divide on a song. It is. As you could probably tell from the analysis. (laughs) True. You know, it's just, I don't think it's good. And the fact that this is, you know, we had to do this song based on our criteria mm-hmm. of of how we were going to be rating songs uh, uh, off of not just the original albums of, of hers, of Taylor's. Any so, recorded song. Yeah. <laughs> so we are doing songs written by her. So obviously this song had to be added in. Mm-hmm. And, you know, 
It is what it is for me. It is not not a song that I will listen to ever again. <laughs> Except for when I play Except it for when you in play our tiny it. apartment. <laughs> and when you just sing it constantly. Yeah, it's always stuck in my head, obviously. 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 So we hope you all enjoyed this exciting journey uh, into the film Cats. Keep listening along with us. You can check us out on Instagram at Tay to Z Podcast. Give us your thoughts. Do you love this movie or am I alone? Do you love this song? <laughs> what are your thoughts? Please tell us how many Jellicle Cats you give this song. Please. We're dying to know. Do you agree with Devin? Please. Do you agree with me? And then remember to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts and wherever you listen, where you listen to this podcast. We see a lot of you are listening on Amazon Music, which is awesome. Great. But, you know, go and give us a follow or a review on one of the other places, too. We're just trying to get more visible from other Swifties. Yeah. So next episode, we'll be covering Begin Again from Red. Nice. Come hang with us. I'm Devin. And I'm Gab. This has been Tay to Z. See you next time. 